so many of you have asked about things like peptides. If you don't know what that is, you're gonna have to watch the episode. Um, what about these uh, remedies like ayahuasca and all these uh, crazy plant-based medicines? Oh, what about microdosing? You know, many of you have asked those questions and I really didn't wanna bring on an expert in those areas that they think that is just the only way. Well, my friend, good friend, Ben Greenfield, brings a balanced answer to those questions that many of you have. Uh, but beyond that, we talk about his book, Boundless. This is the Encyclopedia Britannica of fitness, recovery, anti-aging, biohacking. Uh, he is the king of biohacks. You're, you'll hear our conversation as Ben walks up a mountain and um, about some of these topics that will bring some light. Get your pen ready because he throws it at you. But Ashley's done a great job of capturing these resources, so don't panic. But I'm telling you, the wealth of knowledge in these areas. Wait till you hear the interview. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome human performance consultant, speaker, and New York Times bestselling author, and great friend of the show, Ben Greenfield. He's here today to discuss his epic new book called Boundless, which focuses on upgrading the brain, optimizing the body, and defying aging. You'll hear all about everything you need to know about biohacking one's life. So let's get started and welcome Ben Greenfield and of course, Dr. Pompa to the show. Welcome both of you. All right. Yo, yo. Yeah, well, you know, when we have Ben on, you said it, Ashley, like you just never know what to expect, right? He's always doing yeah. something. You know, whether it's a treadmill, <laughs> some type of biohack, today's outside, I don't blame him. So I uh, need to find some kind of like a chest mounted selfie stick at some point. I'm kind of a Luddite. Somebody yeah. tried to teach me our, how to use one of these gimbals, uh, you know, yeah. kind of keeps the phone stable while you're walking around. I, yeah, I got to wrap my head around that at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I used one too, and mine got like, caught stuck upside down, right? So I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, you know, a couple of studies coming out showing how beneficial nitric oxide is for its antiviral effect against SARS-like viruses. So I figure, you know, sunlight, some heat, some uh, some hyperbaric, some intermittent hypoxic training, you know, some cold, anything yeah. you can do to amplify nitric oxide, I'll, I'll take this time of year. Well, you know, I, I, it's funny, you know, Ben and I, we, we have downtime and we, we biohack ourselves and both of our homes look very similar. And I mean, we're good friends, so we've been in each other's homes. What, I matter of fact, I stayed in Ben's home, and he wasn't even there. He was out traveling, and I, I, I wanted to stay there just so I could do the same biohacks I do in my own home. And when Ben Ben comes to uh, Park City, you stay in my home to biohack. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I mean, there's very very few places you can go where you know you roll in and you can you can shoot some ozone up your backside and <laughs> you know slip into a hyperbaric for a little while strip off your clothes and hit some red light and uh, do all other, other manner of tomfoolery before pulling out a blender and throwing 20 superfoods in and making yourself a smoothie. And uh, I think your house, Dan, and my house are, are two, two such spots where you can do it without uh, buying a membership at a health clinic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we take advantage of that. Which brings us to the topic today, your new book, man. Here it is here, folks. Balance. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's more like an Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean, it's a, it has everything in it. I, uh, you know, I, I call you the king of biohacks because, you know, I, I, some people may argue with me, okay? But uh, 
you know, what's this person? It's that person. Like, you know, I'm all about biohacks, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. You put me to shame. And so therefore you were the one to write the book, not me. Uh, but, but although I, I practice most of these things, but I, I, you know, I, I earmarked some of the places in the book that I, I want you to expand upon. Right. You know, okay. You know, and, and because, and again, I, that way people know it's in the book. So, you know, there's no possible way we could bring light to all of it, you know, but I'll tell you what, you know, let's start with uh, the brain because you, you gave a lot. I mean, this is a big book and it has all the biohacks and all of your favorite things, but I, I was surprised at how much you put on the brain, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I was very happy with it, but you know, the brain boosting stacks that you do, you go everywhere from, you know, foods, you go everywhere from supplements. And one area that I've never talked about on the show that I want you to focus on right now, and you can scrape on the other ones if you want, but you know, microdosing psychedelics, <laughs> microdosing things. And, and because there's a legitimate side to that. And I've been asked the question before, and you know what my answer is? I'm no expert here. Um, and maybe yeah. you say the same, but you, but you've done a, a lot of it and there's some benefit to it, but start with just nootropics. What do we mean by nootropics and how do we improve our brain? Let's start there. You bastard. You, you would go straight to the drugs. Nootropics don't have to be drugs. Yeah. Right? So. yeah. Let me lay down the caveat that, um, I, I am a total foodie. We live very naturally out here in Spokane. We got goats, we got oh. chickens. I hunt most of our meat. I get salmon from friends who fish or go through companies like, you know, U.S. Wellness Meats or, or Belcampo or Vital Choice. Uh, you know, I've, I've right now been, uh, been doing a lot of seed sprouting of alfalfa and red clover and broccoli. So I'm growing these wonderful sprouts, which, by the way, if you put them in a food dehydrator with a little sea salt, best snack ever. Uh, and, and sprouts are just super nutrient dense. Um, I'm making a lot of yogurt ferments right now out of, out of goat milk and a coconut yogurt, which I break different bacterial probiotics into because you, you, I mean, from a budget standpoint, you can make probiotics go the distance because when you ferment them, you, you literally 10 times the number of active bacteria in them. And also because they're part of a food bolus passing through the gut, they're going to do a better job painting the gut with, with, with uh, the bacteria rather than capsules, which if they survive the acidic nature of the stomach, uh, are going to kind of just sprinkle your gut with bacteria. And to a lot of these yogurts and ferments, I'll add a little acacia fiber or a good prebiotic fiber so that at the same time, those probiotics have a really good food medium. Um, and uh, my wife also and, and my kids do, do a ton, ton of, of, of wonderful cooking. So we eat a very whole foods diet. We don't do a lot of packaged foods. No. Um, and, uh, I, I also, the reason I'm saying this is I don't want people to think that, that I look at supplements as a replacement for, for a really good whole foods based diet, including very, very nutrient dense things like nature's multivitamin, right? Like organ yeah. meat, well, you know, in, bone in, broth. In defense, your, your book starts with those things. Then it goes into the supplements and then it goes in yeah. to this microdosing concept. And I have to say, it's the only reason People have asked me about it, and I never brought anyone on the show. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't trust yeah. anyone else. You know, the, you have to understand, ben, ben is not into this, but yet he's explored it because there is, you know, some validity around it. Yeah. But again, I'm not going to yeah. bring someone on the show that's going to be all about 
out this in like thinking this is the answer, right? Ben's going to have a really balanced approach. Right. So I so wanted someone to talk about it. And I trust you to talk about it. But yeah. you're right. You start yeah. with the food, then you go into some supplements. So talk about some of the supplements that are your favorite as well for the brain. And this applies to, first of all, back up the word nootropic, right? This is a new word for some people, meaning it's kind of, you know, explain that word because you use it in your book. Yeah, I'll get there. Caveat number one, whole foods, start there. Caveat number two is whenever we're talking about either nootropics or smart drugs, although nootropics, to answer your question, are typically natural derivatives harvested from plants that mimic something that the body already creates or that are not a synthetically created lab-based compound, they and smart drugs both do have great potential for, uh, for example, flooding the, the synaptic cleft with serotonin, resulting to some amount of serotonin insensitivity, uh, causing a dopamine surge that might eventually lead to dopamine insensitivities and, and some of the appetite dysregulation or food cravings, et cetera, that can accompany that. Uh, others can relate or, or can, um, can cause things like a, a buildup of gamma aminobutyric acid, the, the, uh, you know, the inhibitory neurotransmitter um, intolerance or insensitivity. And so what I mean by that is, you know, you can certainly do as much damage from a serotonin standpoint with excess use of something like uh, St. John's wort or holy basil as you can with something like, um, like ProVigil, right? Like, like modafinil or, or, or Adderall or even a sleep drug like, like a Valium or a diazepam derivative. So that, that's kind of caveat number two is although nootropics are by definition, to answer your question, Dan, a little bit more natural, you still need to proceed with caution when I'm talking about these things. And you know, more is definitely not better. And you also want to pay attention to selectively using these type of compounds only when, when the time requires. Now, that being said, that being said, um, there are a select few nootropics that I, I found to be particularly effective. And I can tell you what those are. And then I can also so get into this concept of also using some of these so-called psychedelics in more of a microdosing format to enhance cognitive function. Um, from, a, from a nootropic standpoint, I would say that, that a few choice compounds or stacks that I think are particularly effective. Um, one is this idea that we know that certain compounds, when they interact with photons of light, you know, such as these red light therapy devices that I know that you use, Dan, such as the juve light, uh, or head-worn devices like, like a V-light, or of course sunlight, um, they actually can, uh, can kick off uh, electrons, even in the absence of calories, in the absence of, of digesting food, that can produce energy and allow, allow for the mitochondrial production of ATP via a direct uh, production of electrons that can be used in the electron transport chain. Now, uh, a few of those that interact with photons of light to give you that physical and cognitive pick-me-up would be anything that contains melanin. There's a wonderful book called Human Photosynthesis. It was translated, I believe, from uh, Russian that goes into how humans can photosynthesize very similarly to plants using some molecules that we have built into our bodies, melanin being one of the most notable. And uh, compounds that, that are rich in melanin uh, that there's not a whole lot of them besides what you already have in your skin, 
But anything that's kind of like dark black or brown in color usually has some melanin content. And chaga, chaga mushroom is it. one of those. Yeah. So chaga mushroom in combination with sunlight or photobiomodulation is amazing. And then there, there are uh, a couple of others that act similarly. Anything that has higher levels of, of chlorophyll in it, like uh, chlorella or marine phytoplankton, and you could also stack this with chaga in response to red light or sunlight can produce a similar effect. And then there's also one that I would consider to be slightly more synthetic. But interestingly, in, in these times, because we're recording this during the, the uh, coronavirus issue, has also been shown to amplify nitric oxide, specifically in combination with nicotine, to the extent to where you might get some significant antiviral activity as well. Something commonly sold in the past as a fish tank cleaner, but if you buy a pharmaceutical grade online, it's called methylene blue. Yeah. Methylene blue. And methylene blue by itself, especially if you're out in the sunlight or under one of these red light panels, is a fantastic nootropic. Uh, and it's, it's even uh, more enhanced if you combine it with pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Uh, nicotine can also be helpful for the mitochondria as well as nitric oxide production. Um, the, the trick is getting pharmaceutical grade and also not overdoing it because in a manner very similar to some of these photobiomodulation panels people are using, like a Juve device, for example, or a head-worn device like that V-Light I mentioned, or even you know, like, like a sauna that has infrared panels built into it, we know that excess use of some of these devices can create excess reactive oxygen species. Mm -hmm. So you actually want to be careful with your dosage of something like methylene blue. I did a lot of research on it before I started using it, and the sweet spot appears to be about 100 micrograms. And I, I give some pretty precise dosage recommendations in the book for like measuring and dosing. But, but essentially what it comes out to is let's say you get a, let's say you get a bottle of pharmaceutical grade nicotine extract. Um, uh, and then you get uh, a bottle of pharmaceutical grade methylene blue from a company like uh, uh, Blue Brain Boost, for example. All you do is you take, both of those are going to come in a dropper bottle and one dropper full it's a, it's a one ml dropper so all you do is you take five of those droppers of nicotine and get rid of them you take them out of the bottle put them in a different bottle save it for later etc you take five dropper fulls of methylene blue and you put that into the bottle instead and if you do that and you mix them together when you take 10 drops of that it's going to equate to 100 micrograms of methylene blue and that's like your sweet spot dosage and it will also equate to about a milligram of nicotine, which is kind of a sweet slot dosage for a microdose of nicotine. So those would be three, methylene blue, anything with chlorophyll in it, or any chaga extract in combination with sunlight or red light. Uh, th those, are, those are some really fantastic nootropics that kind of fly under the radar. You know, obviously there are a lot of done for you blends like Siltep or Qualia Mind or Alpha Brain, but, but those, are, those are a few that I found to be uh, particularly helpful. There are also, if we look at this from a synthetic standpoint, and we look at the field of peptides, these amino acid sequences that can target specific cell receptors uh, for shutting down brain inflammation or improving the integrity of the blood-brain barrier, something I address in, in pretty good detail in chapter two of the book. Uh, there's a topical peptide. If you go to the website for the International Peptide Society, you can find a doctor who can prescribe this for you. Uh, uh, dihexa is a topical peptide, 
and in combination with uh, an intranasal peptide called CMAT, that one-two combo gives you pretty much everything that something like modafinil would give you without a lot of the neurotransmitter imbalancing side effects. So that, that'd be considered slightly more synthetic because those peptide sequences aren't made naturally by the body, and those are, you know, those are made by amino acid sequencing yeah. machines in a laboratory, but that, that's also a, a pretty good stat. Uh, if I could give you one more before I talk a little and bit about way, I, some, something like the psychedelic. Uh, go ahead. Uh, folks, listen, uh, Ashley will put together what he's saying into you and, and add some links to um, some of these uh, things that uh, Ben's talking about. So fear not. And also, it's in his book. So make sure you get Boundless. And Ashley will also yeah. put the link. And of course, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah. We'll link it here, um, right here. So yeah. you can the book because it is all in the yeah. book. Okay, what's the third one, Ben? And by the way, we're talking about how to make your brain perform better. Is brain fog. And just like, you know, not remembering things is the number one symptom people complain about. This is how you optimize your brain health. So, okay, what's the third stack, uh, Ben? Yeah, I'd say the third, uh, not necessarily a stack, although if you combine this, this with any sirtuin precursor, uh, it would be very helpful for DNA repair, uh, particularly if you're exposed to a lot of non-native EMS. And a sirtuin precursor would be something like uh, resveratrol or terostilbene, uh, cacao extract, uh, you know, even like blueberry powder, coffee berry fruit extract. There's a lot of different uh, sirtuin precursors out there. But it would be uh, figuring out a way to actually increase the levels of NAD, particularly in neural tissue. We know that levels of NAD will drop off by up to 90% as you approach the age of 70. We know that it is particularly effective for, uh, for enhancing the health of the mitochondria and also the health of the DNA if, if you have your sirtuin levels topped off as well. But a lot of these, these NAD supplements, they don't actually wind up in the hypothalamus. They don't actually wind up in the brain. So if you want something that will actually work in the brain, uh, it turns out that of all the different forms of NAD out there, if you can use sublingual, uh, meaning like it's going to dissolve in your mouth, uh, NMN, or intranasal NAD, you can actually specifically increase NAD in neural tissue and, ha and that, that's, that's, it's less of a, uh, it's less of a cognitive pick-me-up that you would get from that. It's more of a generalized brain anti-inflammatory effect. So this would be something you'd use for something like jet lag. Um, maybe you've, you've had a dinner party and a few extra glasses of wine the night before. Maybe you're low on sleep, which is going to contribute to brain inflammation. Uh, but intranasal NAD, be a, an NAD spray or a sublingual NMN tablet. And increase you, NAD you levels. Have sources uh, for that in the book, those sources. Uh, yeah. And the, uh, one company that's doing a pretty good job with those two right now is, uh, and I'm not financially affiliated or anything, it's uh, Alive by Nature. They do a pretty good sublingual NMN and intranasal NAD spray, which incidentally, they, they compound that with uh, uh, CBD, which has a little bit of an anti-inflammatory effect as well. So that, that's another kind of cool little stack that you could use if you know that your brain has been subjected to some amount of inflammation, you know, such as, again, jet lag, alcohol, loss of sleep, et cetera. Um, so those, those are a few in terms of the kind of the non-psychedelic-ish type of sources that I like. Um, we could also get into, you know, with, with, with psychedelics, see, one of the problems with psychedelics, well, there, there's a few problems. A, if you look at this, you know, both, both you and I, Dan, we're Christians, and a lot of, uh, of psychedelics these days 
are administered under the supervision of a facilitator. And a lot of times there's a pretty strong kind of like uh, secular or even what I would consider to be, you know, and hopefully I don't scare too many people away with it, almost like a demonic type of uh, approach that's very, um, you know, very, very focused on, you know, we are God, there is no God but us, universal human consciousness, et cetera. And I think you need to be really careful with the world of psychedelics. I'm not a fan of things like, um, uh, for example, um, uh, inhaling DMT or going on like uh, ayahuasca trips to South America under the supervision of a, of a shaman down there uh, in the absence of, of a more kind of Christian approach. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these mind-altering compounds taken in high doses because I feel that they can actually take you away from God. And, you know, I, I think that everything that, that we need really for, for a lot of that is, is already found in the Bible. It's already found in Scripture. We can get most of the wisdom that we need from that. Uh, do, do I use plant medicine in high doses? I have. I will occasionally do that uh, specifically uh, with my wife. Um, as, as a way to just kind of dissolve our egos and, you know, and under couples therapy, I actually do it with a, with a, with a Christian couple who kind of supervises the whole thing. And there, there's, there's not any type of demonic component to it. You're, you're just basically kind of tweaking serotonin and, and dopamine levels a little bit to have a deeper connection with your partner, not to, not to go on some, you know, deep, potentially, I, I think, uh, demonic journey, if you're not careful, because the, the spirit world especially if you're immersed in that, which, which plant medicine immerses you in, and you are, you're yoked to, uh, to a secular approach to it, I think it can be very dangerous, just speaking from yeah, a Christian perspective. Uh, however, in smaller doses, you know, just like alcohol, right? Like, we know that getting drunk is, is an irresponsible use of our human temple. It also takes us away from being able to do things like, you know, make a defense for the hope of the gospel that is within us, or, you know, be able to take care of our families. If we're, if we're constantly tweaking our brains with excess amounts of alcohol, but we know that microdoses of alcohol are actually fantastic for you. Yeah, we know from absolutely. the blue zones, you know, that, yeah. that, you know, the consumption of like a glass or two of biodynamic organic wine in the evening, or some of these really bitters forward cocktails, you know, with, with things like, you know, lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and bitters, maybe a little bit of gin, a little bit of vodka, we know there's even a hormetic response to, to microdoses of ethanol. And so, you know, I'm not one of those guys who says alcohol is wrong, but I think that anything in excess can be irresponsible. And so when you look at some of these plant-based compounds, I have the same approach. I think, I think God put everything on his planet for the use of a good purpose. It's just how you use it and in what set and setting. Yeah. So a, a few such compounds, um, you know, the plant-based fungus ergo, would have been the original derivative of this. Now it's synthetically produced, but there are a few different forms of uh, LSD, two in particular called PLSD, and another one called LSA, that when taken in very small doses, like about 10 to 20 micrograms, can actually cause a merging of the left and right hemispheric activity of the brain and a huge amount of combined focus, productivity, and creativity. That's fantastic for, in my opinion, power through a day of like brainstorming, creation, writing, mapping out a project or a book, etc. And so a, a small microdose of LSD, or in particular PLSD or LSA, uh, that, that's one example of a psychedelic that I've found to be pretty effective for, for microdosing. So we're talking about like one, one, ten, one, tenth, one tenth of the dose you'd use for something like a, you know, like a trip. Yeah. 
okay? Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I want you to define. What is a microdose? It's so fractional yeah, that yeah. You're, you feel normal, except you, it kicks on your creative mind to your point, and you know, a yeah. different part of your brain. Yeah, you know, and, and again, I yeah. people have asked me about these things, and you know, and they're saying, you know, they're reading about them, they're hearing about them on social media, some aspect, and I've never yep. done a show about it, Ben. So I was, you know, yeah. I knew you yeah. bring a balanced a, response to it. Yeah, there's a couple others that that folks might find useful. Um, Paul Stamets, a uh, local, local guy up, up, who lives around me, you know, he, he's a wonderful mushroom harvester and fungal researcher. Um, he came up with a really, really nice stack that's been made popular and that I actually think works quite well. And that would be, uh, you take lion's mane, which, you know, when we talk about the, the doctrine of signatures in nature, right? Like walnuts are good for your brain because they look like yeah. a little brain or you know, pomegranates or tomatoes, when you cut those open, they kind of look like the atria and the ventricles of the heart, and they're yeah. good for cardiovascular function, or, or avocados for your testicles, fellas, like, there's, there's a lot of cool examples in nature like that, and uh, when you look at lion's mane in nature, it actually looks like a cluster of axons and dendrites, it's really an interesting looking mushroom, and uh, that, that can be powdered and extracted, preferably with a dual extract of alcohol and water, so you're getting all the active components of lion's mane, and there are companies that do that, like uh, Paul Stanley's company. I forget the name of his company, but Real, uh, Real Mushrooms is another company out of Canada. Has a good lion's mane. Four Sigmatic does a good job with their lion's mane. And you can take this lion's mane, which is actually, it's a decent nootropic in and of itself. And uh, even, you, you could even use that in a cup of coffee. But I think even better is you combine it with anything that's going to cause a little bit of vasodilation, right? So beetroot powder. Uh, niacin um uh, any nitric oxide precursor even something like a nitroglycerin cream uh with nitroglycerin cream by the way i always have a bottle of that around because uh we're we're all adults here so we can talk about this but if you have a little bit of nitroglycerin cream and you apply some of that scrotally it's like insti viagra and um and and i actually use that sometimes before sex and then uh, I'll, I'll give it to, to my wife. And uh, that uh, nitroglycerin cream on, on the clitoris is just an amazing, like, screaming orgasm for her. But it's also useful if you combine it and you apply it on either side of the neck with, uh, with any of these nootropics to enhance the blood flow to the brain. And in particular, anything like that is going to increase nitric oxide production is going to help out with this stack that I'm describing. And the traditional stack, that Paul Stamets recommends, and I give the exact dosages in the book, uh, uses niacin, okay? Mm -hmm. So you've got lion's mane, you've got niacin, and the third component is psilocybin, okay? So psilocybin extract, uh, just to give you some, some dosages here, most people will begin to feel the effects of a trip-like dosage somewhere around uh, two grams to six grams, around in there. We're talking about taking about 0.1 to 0.2 grams. So again, a very small dose. And you combine that with lion's mane. And for me personally, I use two packets of the four stigmatic lion's mane and a little bit of niacin. And you combine those three together in some coffee or some tea, or you can just dump them straight into your mouth. And man, that is an amazing stack. Um, in particular for more of like a, more of like a social day. Like that's something you would use before like uh Let's say you're going to a big conference, Dan, you just want to be on your feet, chatting with people all day, really sociable, really in touch with people's emotions, very connected. It's very good for that. It's wonderful for, for, uh, for things like hikes or hunting or anything where you want increased sensory perception. 
Um, it's good for just like whatever, a, a day at Disneyland with the kids where you just want to turn on all your senses and all the colors and lights and vibrancy. So, um, so that, that, that's kind of a cool stack. Well, lion's mane, niacin or any nitric oxide precursor and psilocybin. And uh, kind of like the other example, if I give you three, if I could give you three, I would say that a third example that, that's more of a psychedelic example uh, would be ketamine. Now, ketamine is commonly used in higher doses as an antidepressant. Talk about that in and, your book, you know, how do you microdose yeah. ketamine for different reasons? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and as an addiction treatment. But in small doses, um, you know, there, there's a couple of ways that I like to use it. Uh, first of all, it's very relaxing. It kind of, it, it, in higher doses, you kind of turn your muscles into complete jello, so you need to be careful. But in a, it, it's very, very relaxing in smaller doses. So this would be like pre-bed at the end of a very long day. Um, it's also wonderful uh, for sex because it just kind of relaxes your whole body. And I find it kind of increases connectivity with your partner. And really my favorite way to use ketamine, to be honest with you, is uh, for massage sessions. Like if you're going to get some deep tissue work or a sports tissue massage and you just want that person to be able to like dig their elbows into your IT band and work real deep into the rotator cuff and all these areas where you normally really contract and guard, I do a little bit of intranasal ketamine before deep tissue work or before a massage. And I mean, my therapist can just dig into anywhere and I barely feel it, which kind of makes sense because it's also used as a, uh, as almost like an anesthetic drug, uh, administered via IV for, for, uh, for like medical procedures. Yeah, yeah. I have but a whole intranasal, story. Ke intranasal ketamine is interesting. I have, a, Go ahead. I have a whole story of my son, Simon, when they, uh, they did a procedure in the hospital, they gave him ketamine. I, I should really attach oh, yeah. it here. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it, it acts as a truth serum. I'll tell you that too. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a little too relaxed. Oh, really? A little too relaxed. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I mean, like I've, I've taken higher doses of cat. I've, I've done an intravenous infusion of ketamine before just to see what it was like, you know, even without a medical procedure. Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I did that with, uh, with, uh, uh, Dr. Matt Cook down in San Jose. He just wanted to kind of have me experience what, what ketamine was like. And, and that you, you full on, I would consider that kind of similar to something like ayahuasca or DMT is like, like you full on trip with it. And I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that unless you've got some, uh, some, some really good facilitation going on, I think you gotta be careful with the higher doses, but microdosing with ketamine, I think for sex or deep tissue work or a little bit of relaxation at the end of the day, um, that that's another one that I found some benefit from. So those are those are some examples of, of just a few of the of the psychedelics and the microdosing of psychedelics that I discussed yeah, in the book. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think you brought balance to it. And again, everyone asked me about it, and frankly, I've never done it. And I, I know that you have put a lot of research in that, and you discussed it in the book. You know, which is really yeah. cool. You know, so you know these are you know look, Ben has put more time into you know researching these biohacks for the brain, honestly, than anyone I know. So great resource in Boundless. Let's shift gears. Let's shift gears to, I, I think this is what you're known for, is, is I'm in my space, uh, the king of detox. You are the king, you know, in your space of, you know, recovery, but everything fitness related, man, you are, you are the guy. So let's talk about something that applies even to my audience, recovery, because recovery, if you're an athlete, that's basically how you heal, how you benefit. And that applies to people who are, are sick as well. So first of all, let me ask you this. You, you talk a lot about recovery in here. What are your favorite? Uh, and this is, again, we could pull this into 
nutrition, supplement, oh, yeah. and biohacks. So maybe you give one of each, right? You know, what, <laughs> this is a broad okay. topic, man, but you're the king of recovery, which is really the match. Okay. So nutrition, supplements, and biohacks. Okay, here we go. Uh, nutrition. Um, huge, huge fan of uh, adding ascorbic acid or vitamin C or even in a pinch, like the squeeze of, uh, of just fresh lemon into bone broth. And, and multiple research studies have shown that the, the collagen properties of bone broth, the joint healing properties of bone broth are amplified with the addition of vitamin C. So from a whole food standpoint, because I usually have about two cups of bone broth a day and at least one of those, I always consume with ascorbic acid or a good vitamin C capsule or the squeeze of a lemon. And uh, adding vitamin C to your bone broth can really kind of upgrade your bone broth from a joint healing and recovery this. standpoint. I, I, I know your wife, Jessa, she's making bone broth all the time, uh, naturally from actual bones, I'm sure. But what is your favorite actual, do you have a product that uh, people don't have time to make bone broth every day? Do you have a product you love? Well, I'd, I'd say Kettle and Fire, but I want to be a, a to totally honest. Um, I invested in Kettle and Fire, and I invested in them because I really liked what they were doing, but, but you know, just all cars on the table. I'm an investor in Kettle and Fire, but I absolutely love what they're doing. Like, they do the slow 24-hour simmer. It's full organic. There's no metals in it. Um, uh, Epic does I, I a like pretty good product. job with their bone broth as well. And then there's a company out of L.A. I actually get some meat from this company. You know, like U.S. Wellness Meats, I get a lot of meat from. And this other company, like they, like I've got a whole freezer full of beef tongue, beef liver, sweet breads. And I actually had some, some really, really nice 14-day uh, dry age ribeyes from this company last night. Bel Campo down in L.A., they have a wonderful regenerative farm in Northern California. And their bone broth is really amazing, too. So I like Bel Campo. I like Epic. I like Kettle and Fire. Um, and I think the last one uh, that, I've, that I found... I think it's called Bonafide Provisions, like B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So those, those are a few bone broths that, that I'm a fan of. Um, and again, you want to be careful because some bone broths do have uh, some amount of lead. metals in them. Yeah, so, so yeah, yep. So be careful with bone broth. But, but yeah, and then just add, uh, add vitamin C to it. You, you can go pretty high. You can go to bowel tolerance. I mean, if you can tolerate 10 grams of vitamin C without, you know, in the back of the toilet seat you know go go for it but for me a sweet spots around like four to six grams of vitamin c with, with bone broth so that'd be a nutrition tactic um from a supplementation standpoint man on an empty stomach because on a full stomach these are going to digest the proteins from food but on an empty stomach they actually will work on fibrinogen in your bloodstream which can actually contribute to everything from clotting to inflammation to joint pain and that would be any type of supplement that contains proteolytic enzymes, yeah. like trypsin or chymotrypsin or papain or bromelain. These are absolutely yeah. fantastic for recovery. So I, so I take, uh, I take uh, three capsules of a, of a good proteolytic enzyme on an empty stomach before bed at night. And you know what the cool thing is? Because I, I, um, I, uh, like I mentioned, you know, I do a lot of cooking. And, and uh, the cool thing is if you have like a really good – uh, proteolytic enzyme supplement. Uh, you can actually, if you're if you're marinating meat, you can take about three or four of those capsules and break them open into your meat marinade, and it does a fantastic job tenderizing the meat. So you can add this to a marinade as well if you have some of those enzymes on hand. But in the same way, it tenderizes meat, tenderizes you. So that that's a wonderful recovery supplement. Just like before bed on an empty stomach on any day where you're injured or you've had a really hard workout, 
big fan yeah, of Corey Lo Kenzo. They, they work great for just people uh, that are inflamed, have pain, right? Uh, they work great for yeah. atherosclerosis, cleaning out arteries, right? But uh, and yeah. you know, like I said, that's why I love this topic. Anything that's going to help you recover faster is going to be good for the average person who you know doesn't feel well. So this is great stuff. Yep. Yeah, right. they, they may also have an impact on, uh, on biofilm as well, which yeah, is kind of no, cool. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, what was, oh, yeah, so, so from a biohacking standpoint, I mean, there, there's a lot. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's not going to, you know, cost people like 8000 bucks, you know, like a hyperbaric chamber or, right. you know, like a, like a red light therapy right. or, or something like light. that. We but, love Pulse. We yeah, love those things. But, but they're higher price tickets. So, so what yeah, the average yeah. person can they do? Yeah, I mean, I would – I would say probably at the, at the top of the totem pole for me, because it could be free or it could be expensive, as expensive as you want to make it, would be the, the concept, of course, made popular in Clint Ober's book, uh, Earthing. And that would be uh, earthing or grounding. The use of uh, either like earthing and grounding mats underneath your top sheet on your bed or that you stand on when you're working at your desk uh, or even the use of pulse electromagnetic field therapy mats, which do a very similar thing as earthing or grounding does, but kind of concentrate the frequency at a higher dosage, like any of Dr. William Pollock's products, like the, the biobalance map, for example, or the full center's PMF table, um, or even like a smaller portable unit, like a, like a flex pulse or an earth pulse, uh, grounding straps that you can place on the bottom of your shoes, like the earthy straps, uh, or even, you know, uh, sandals, for example, to have, grounding plugs built into them like the earth runners uh and of course you can just go outside barefoot you can walk on the beach you can get in the in the salt water the ocean etc but i you know i'm typically doing some form of grounding or earthing either the free outside version or you know using some sort of hack like a mat or a pmf device on almost a, a daily basis and it's really interesting because when you look at the uh it's called like the Rallo effect, you know, the red blood cell clump, clumping that you can see on like a live red blood cell analysis. I mean, you see immediate reversal of clumping of cells in response to earthing, grounding, and PEMF, which is going to result in a less anaerobic state and more oxygen delivery to tissues. And again, when we're looking at this, you know, from a time-sensitive standpoint, the time we're recording this, you know, in the wake of the coronavirus and everything, we know that that viruses will thrive in an anaerobic environment. And so, you know, anything you can do to increase oxygen delivery to, to cells, you know, that would include like hyperbaric oxygen, ozone therapy, et cetera. I think it's a smart move and, and earthing and grounding may have an indirect effect on that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm glad you actually hit the, uh, the earthing thing because it is, anyone can do it. And it, and it's a, it's a big deal, especially in today's day and age. Here's another one. Um, this is cheap, easy. And you talk a lot about it in your book, cryotherapy right i mean this is something you love man i mean uh you're the king of cryo so talk about it yeah some people will say and there's there's some media out there about this how you know you got to be careful with ice baths and cryo because it will like blunt the hormetic response to exercise by excessively shutting down inflammation and uh you know the the, the problem is that that argument is based on studies that show a decrease of close to 10 degrees fahrenheit in muscle tissue, which would be induced by 10 plus minutes in a pretty cold ice bath and, uh, and long periods of cold exposure, brief intermittent bouts of cold for recovery, for the nitric oxide effect, for the induction of some of these cold shock and heat shock proteins, uh, you know, for the, for the suppression of the mammalian dive reflex and the 
the impact on the vagus nerve. There, there's a host of positive functions to cold exposure. But the, the, the trick is that your inflammation, in terms of the inflammation that's going to induce things like satellite cell proliferation and mitochondrial biogenesis in response to exercise, that peaks in about the one-hour window following exercise. So arguably, if you were going to take antioxidants or you were going to do a cold exposure, uh, th that, would, that would naturally, even if it's not 10 plus minutes, may have a mild blunting effect of that inflammatory response. Just do it at least an hour after an exercise session yeah. and preferably just like later in the day. Like, like, you know, it's wonderful for cooling the body at night before you go to bed anyway. So that's a, that's a good time to do it. And a lot of times at the Greenfield house, we're finishing up the day with some sauna, some breath work and a quick, you know, two to five minutes in the cold pool. But, you know, when you look at these, am I still there? My video disappeared yeah, there for a second. Yeah. There we go. So um, if you look at like a cryotherapy chamber, three and a half minutes in a cryotherapy chamber, the muscle temperature drops about one and a half degrees. Again, nowhere near what you need to cause like a blunting of a, of a muscle gain response or a mitochondrial response or anything like that. So yeah, I'm a fan of cold. If you really truly want to play it safe, just don't do the cold right after an exercise session. Save it for about one to two hours after an exercise session. And um, even then, I, you know, if, if you're working out within three hours before you go to bed, we know that that impacts core temperature in terms of increasing it to the extent that that will deleteriously impact sleep. Yeah. So even then, I'd say, you know, you're not, you're not going to see a, a big blunting by doing a quick cold shower after an evening workout. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to just throwing it in right after the workout. Uh, but again, just avoid excessive, like shivering response, 10 plus minutes of cold exposure, and you'll be fine. Last topic, you know, and it's something I've never discussed on this show, but I've had questions about, right? You mentioned them already. It's peptides, you know, peptides right now, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a craze, right? So first of all, explain to people what are peptides and then explain how they could use it. You were actually the one who introduced me to peptides originally. Um, and it was, yeah. you know, I mean, even BPC-157, right? Which is a recovery peptide. Um, I, you were one of the first to talk about it. And, it, you know, you brought that into my world. Um, so talk about these types of peptides. And there's many peptides, by the way, brain peptides, growth hormone peptides, and of course, recovery peptides. Yeah, they're, they're just, you know, amino acid sequences. Generally, they're made via uh, an amino acid sequence generator, which, which is really the best way to make them in a lab, or they're, they're grown on like an E. coli-based medium, which uh, generally the less expensive peptides are a little bit less, less pure. Uh, and so I, I always recommend going through a doctor, like going to the website for the International Peptide Society, like I mentioned, and hooking up with a good doc yeah. or, uh, you know, like there's a really good physician practice practitioner network I refer out to a lot called the Wild Health Network, uh, wildhealthmd.com, I think. And they've, most of their practitioners are pretty well-versed in peptide therapy as well. But, uh, you know, what we're talking about is when we generate an amino acid sequence, they, you, can, you can create compounds that target cell receptors in very, very specific manners. Like if you take growth hormone, right, like a popular a popular anabolic compound used by, you know, bodybuilders and the athletic community often, and also in the anti-aging community, you know, growth hormone is not going to selectively target growth hormone receptors on specific cells. It's going to act on brain tissue, muscle tissue, liver tissue, et cetera, which is, you know, why it may be mildly carcinogenic if you, if you overuse something like growth hormone. But when you look at a, at a growth hormone peptide like uh, tessamorelin, for example, 
that's going to primarily interact with muscle and fat cell receptors. And that would be one that works really well, you know, cycled like five days on, two days off for muscle gain and fat loss. Uh, another example that you brought up, BPC-157, body protection compound 157. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's uh, something that shuts down gastric inflammation, yeah, you, which it, is why the body's... It, it's one that it works. I mean, if you have an injury, if you want oh, to yeah. recover, it does, it works. Amazing for inflammation. I actually have a couple of bottles of that. I, I just re-upped my stock just because, you know, I know if I, if I contract coronavirus that that cytokine storm that's produced in response to that, it's something that can be managed with anti-inflammatory approaches, such as the use of something like DPC-157. So it's good for recovery. It's also good for inflammation. Um, there's one that's often co-administered with BPC-157 called TV-500, right. thymus and beta-500. Really great for repairing fibers and things like uh, Achilles tendonitis, um, uh, soft tissue injuries in the knee, shoulder, etc. So that TV-500, BPC-157 is a good stack. When we were talking about nootropics and smart drugs, that dihexa C-max stack that I talked about, that's a peptide stack. And then um, we, we talked about uh, tessamorelin as like a muscle gain fat loss peptide. And there's even one for sleep. You know, there, there are literally dozens and dozens. There's one for sleep called deep sleep inducing peptide. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people think because it's called DSIP, deep sleep inducing peptide, you're supposed to take it right before bed. The proper timing for that, actually, based on most of the research on circadian rhythmicity, is you actually take that in the morning or at least you take it three to four hours prior to bed. But that, that's another one that's useful. Uh, the one thing is a, a lot of these peptides can have a little bit of a tachyphylactic response, meaning you kind of get used to them. So cycling is good, like tessamorelin, five days on, two days off. You know, BPC-157 and TV-500 are used only when you need that enhanced recovery. Uh, deep sleep-inducing peptide only when you really need to, like, crush a super solid night of sleep. And... Um, and so you just, you don't, you don't want to overuse peptides, but I mean, I taught, I've got an anti-aging chapter in the book. This, this book was originally just going to be a book on anti-aging and longevity and kind of morphed, but you know, the anti-aging chapter is like 150 pages long. And I talked about a bunch of other kind of Russian based peptides from Epitalon to Humanin to MOTC that are fantastic for mitochondrial proliferation, reduced all cause risk of mortality. Um, even, even injected in brief cycles throughout the year, like 10 day cycles, a couple of times a year. So there, there's some, there's some pretty compelling peptides out there. And I, I really think that we're just going to see more and more use of peptides and not just the field of anti-aging, but also, you know, recovery, cognitive enhancement, anti-inflammation, uh, nerve regrowth, uh, retropoietin production. There's, there's just a, a lot of a lot of cool yeah. peptides out no, there I, right I'm, now. I'm a fan of peptides. They actually work. So again, boundless. You can read more about these peptides that I've used. Ben has used obviously for recovery, but just like you said, for sleep and these other uh, things you may not think about um, beyond just recovery. But uh, yeah, Ben. So I appreciate you, man. I know you're on a time schedule always, but uh, I appreciate it. You're the king of the biohacks, bro. <laughs> And your book reflects it. It is the Encyclopedia Britannica of, I would say, anti-aging, recovery, all of it. Uh, I love it. Look at, look at this thing, man. This is uh, just a, a wealth of knowledge in here. So we appreciate you bringing it, man. We do. It's great. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully some people pick it up and, and benefit from it. There's Kindle version. There's an audio version. Yeah. I think the physical version is cool just because it's like a coffee table kind of book. But uh, 
yeah, yeah any, anybody wants it it's it's out there and uh hopefully people find it helpful you know i have to pay you a compliment because my son right he's uh my son daniel he's he's down into everybody doing everything he, he knows my work very well and you know he says you know dad in your field it's like man you just don't take what someone says for granted you dig deep you really research it he's like i feel like ben is that in the fitness world you know it's like he just digs deep you know he just doesn't say things that other people say so that's a great compliment from my son daniel <laughs> oh wow yeah thanks daniel that's awesome absolutely all right, Ben, I love you, man. I love your family and everything that you do, man, and your wealth of knowledge in these areas. So I appreciate it that I could bring you on. Some of these questions that I've been, you know, people have been asking, and I just never brought the, the experts. So you bring a real balanced view of everything, Ben. Thank you. All right, well, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, those of you who, uh, who are listening in, uh, look, look out on my, on my show. I'm going to be featuring Dan pretty soon, and we're going to have another discussion. So... Stay tuned for a part two on my show. Absolutely. Get boundless and follow Ben on his social media. He's the best, man. He dials into it all. So thanks, Ben. Love you. All right. Later, Dan. Yeah.